Welcome to the Dynasty Rook Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty. In the game of football, we play chess, not checkers. Here's your host, GV. Cheers. Cheers. What's up, Dick? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rook Podcast. As always, I'm your host, GV. And also, as always, I'm joined by our fearless leader and the newest member of the OG Dynasty Champions, Champions Brunch, Richard Dick Navis. Hello, Dick. Hey-o. How's Champion. it going, champ? Pretty good. Won the... Uh- Drew League last year, and then the OG League this year, so I'm stepping up my game, and it feels great, you know? Just get a ship under your belt, because now I can do whatever I want. You, this Dick Davis came in hot. He won a championship, started making all the changes to our Champions Brunch menu. He, he was all over the place. Dick, what, what did it for you this year? You really got hot come playoff time. Yeah, so I had uh, Pat Mahomes and Derrick Henry were my stable guys. Um, I knew eventually I have them long-term, obviously dynasty, but I knew eventually they would help me win a championship. Um, some moves that I was able to make was trading George Kittle for Darren Waller last year, taking David Montgomery over Josh Jacobs at 1.01, which turned out to help me win the championship. Yeah. And he then went off in the playoff fantasy playoffs this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then Devonte Adams, uh, years ago, traded him for a second round pick after he had those two years of mediocre play. So that kind of gets to the point of it's dynasty's long term. If a guy doesn't pan out first year, second year, still believe in him. But after three years, I think it's time. Um, and then I have some role players, Deontay Johnson, um, Le'Veon Bell. Didn't do much. Yeah, not much of a role player that guy. No, <laughs> no. But he, he he was there for the last game, last couple games when uh, CEH was gone. So I did have a backup in case Dave Montgomery or Derrick Henry uh, weren't able to play. As but a Le'Veon owner, is, is, it, is it potentially time for a Le'Veon release from your dynasty team, depending on what, obviously depending on what happens in the offseason, but it, it might yeah, be tough well, for him, huh? Yeah, I had uh, the 1.07 in our rookie draft, and I won in Michael Pittman, and I thought I could probably move back and still get him. So I traded 107 for Deontay Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and 206. And then I traded 206 in my first next year for the 111, 112, and I was able to take Michael Pittman. So I got everyone I wanted, added a couple pieces, but I have a very young roster. Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Darren Waller, David Montgomery. I'm just I'm just excited for the future. And I have a ring, so there's no stress. Welcome to the ring club. Welcome to Champions yes, Brunch. Right, I'm glad our fearless leader finally got one in our OG in our OG Dynasty League. So congrats to Dick Navis. But thank you. We digress because it's no longer the 2019. 20, or tw- sorry, 2020-2021 season. Yeah, what year is it? Yeah, who knows that? Who knows? It is now the 2021-2022 Dynasty Fantasy wow. Football season. So welcome. Let's go. And, and you know what we're going to do today? Dick Navis's favorite position. We're going to give you a little introduction to the 2021 wide receiver class. So Dick, why don't yes, you give sir. us a really, really intro, high level, what you, what, what you think about this class, where you see the yeah. tiers kind of playing out. Why don't you just give us a high level intro? Yeah, so this year's uh, receiver class is very top-heavy, but there's some gems in the later rounds. 
Um, with COVID, it's a very tough year to scout since many teams had shortened seasons. Uh, seniors can actually go back to school. Juniors, there was juniors at the Senior Bowl. It's just wild. So just be prepared to change up your list or rankings or however you do your own research. And we always suggest doing your own research because there's so much noise out there. Don't follow the narrative. Follow Dynasty Rick. So the first thing I do with scouting is the ceiling. If they don't have a high ceiling or if their highlight tape doesn't wow me, I don't want them on my Dynasty team. You're going to miss on three or two out of five draft picks or even more during your rookie draft. So you might as well miss on guys with high ceilings than guys with ceilings that can only be a contributor to your team. So this is so this is a big thing for your for your kind of group of I, I guess what you call contributors and flyers, right? You want guys who at least have the chance of having that high ceiling because most of these guys don't end up panning out anyways, right? Right. Yeah. And my list is definitely longer than usual because who knows who's coming out? People haven't even uh I think the list is final now, but it's just with COVID, there's so many things to do. I don't want to miss anybody. And if we talk about someone that's going back to school, then that's great because we'll have a little background on them next year. Yeah, perfect. And I, I see you have your guys kind of broken out into four tiers, right? Guys who you think could be contributors at some point in the NFL, guys who you think will be quality starters. And then you have your stars and your superstars, which are probably yeah. your first and second round guys, right? Yep. So my contributors, if your ceiling is to be a contributor, I don't want you on my dynasty team. And the reason I'm going through this list of guys that have potential to be a contributor and a potential to be a starter is you guys don't have to waste your time scouting these guys. I've already looked at them. You could cross them off your list. You don't have to waste time. There's still plenty of guys that you could scout and that'll still be there in the fourth or fifth round of your dynasty rookie draft that you can take a look at. All right, well, perfect. So this year, we're going to do it a little bit differently. So just remember, these are the deep dives today. We're just going to give you a little intro to this class. So as Dick mentioned, it's top heavy, but we're going to build our way up to Dick's top tier superstars and stars, starting with some contributors that Dick Navis maybe sees some potential in, and then going ahead, going along to uh, those those players who Dick thinks will be starters in the NFL at some point. Uh, sound like a plan to you, Dick? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's get it going. So let's start with your contributors. So you, you have about... You have about, it looks like, 55, 60 wide receivers on this list, right? Yeah. In total. And and about maybe 20 of them you have as kind of just flyers and as quote-unquote contributors. Are there any guys in here yeah. that you want to let the people know about? Um, yeah, I can go through it and talk a little bit about it. Um, but these guys, I just didn't see anything that I wanted to see on film. Um, a couple of these guys um would be high on other people's rankings so i can adjust those guys when we get to them but i could just start listing them off and if you guys have one of these names on your list you could just cross them off your list make it easy yeah go ahead why don't you why don't you give us some of these guys so these are dick navis's guys ranked about 39 to 60 61 on his list of wide receivers yeah so contributors guys i do not want on my team keon dixon eastern kentucky but Nico Harley, Shout Austin out Keon Peace Dixon State. being, 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 uh, uh, what's it called? Mr. Untouchable, not Mr. Untouchable, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant on Dick Navis's intro to wide receiver class. Yes. <laughs> uh, third, Justin Hall, Ball State, Dax Milne, BYU, Ty Rice, Richie, or Tyrese, nice Richie, name. who knows? Not going to be on my team. <laughs> Hassan Beydoun, Ben Skroenick, Ben Ratzliff, Jeff Stearns, Gunnar Romney. Guess who his dad is? Guess where he goes to school? Mitt Romney? Guess where he goes to school? 
Gun Romney? Where did Mitt Romney go to school? Well, he's the governor of Utah, right? Oh, BYU. Yeah. <laughs> and his name's Gunner. <laughs> or not governor, the senator. Antonio Nunn, uh, Calvin Arston, Bailey Gaither, Jack Sorensen, Anthony Schwartz, Desmond Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Coxey, Dayami Brown. I've seen this guy in a couple rankings. He goes to University of North Carolina. What do people like about him? What What's the – have you seen uh, what people like? I think he has okay size. He's good. He's just good, you know? Like, he's good. He's better than some of the guys that are higher on my list, but the ceiling just isn't there. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to scout him any farther. Uh, next guy, Sage Sherratt. This guy is very big. Uh, receiver out of Wake Forest. I've seen this guy on many rankings, but I don't want him on my team. Lacks explosion, lacks top speed. He got absolutely destroyed at the Senior Bowl um, against the top corners. So I don't see him translating to the NFL. Josh Palmer at Tennessee. This guy is probably the, one of two guys that are that are okay that I like in this, but I just don't see them being past the contributor or even a starter possibly, but I don't want that type of risk on my team. So Josh Palmer at Tennessee. And then the second guy on that list is Amon Ra St. Brown out of USC. So we know Equinemia St. Brown. This is little brother Amon Ra St. Brown. His is that dad, the entire St. Brown family? Are there any other St. Brown? There's one more. There's coming, one coming more. soon? Yeah. And his dad's last name was actually Brown and he changed it to St. Brown because he thought it sounded good. <laughs> i mean they really really missed the boat on that one because it doesn't yeah. so uh continue on the contributor list isaiah mccoy out of kent state marlon williams out of ucf frank darby out of arizona state i like frank darby but i just don't see the ceiling there marquez stevenson out of houston so that's the contributor list so these are guys that you don't these are guys that you don't see going in rookie drafts at all no I don't. I, I actually could see like a Frank Darby, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Palmer, uh, maybe like in the fifth. Amon Ross St. Brown maybe earlier than that, um, just because he has the exposure out of USC. Um, people liked his brother coming out, and usually the middle brother or the younger ones are better since they've been growing up with older brothers. Um, but I just I don't. I don't want them on my team. Yeah, fair enough. But I think, but like you said, I think it's good to at least have these guys on a list somewhere, right? Because we're still very, yeah. very early in the process. The Super Bowl yeah. just finished about two weeks ago. Shout out Gautam for getting a Super Bowl prediction right in week two, Tampa Bay over the Chiefs. Yeah. You guys all owe money to Eikes. I did. I sent it in. At a boy. Um, but but it's good to have these guys on, right? Because at least you have name recognition. So if something happens in the draft combine or teams start to get hyped on them, you at least have them on the list, right? So it's good to have right. them on the list. But initially, we have these guys as – Dick Navis has these guys as contributors. Anything else you want to yeah. talk about the contributors? No, I think uh, something drastic has to happen for them to move up my board. Like, you know, they go to the combine and run a four three forty, or just just random stuff like that. So we'll see how they do. But right now, I'm not going to scout them any further. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to your projected starters then. It looks like you have um, about 14 of them, and you have them grouped into a low tier, a middle tier, and a high tier. So why don't you start off with the low tier of guys you could see being starters and let us know yeah. what you like about them. Um, next guy, Jake, too, 6'4", 218. Um, but I've seen very limited um, tools on his belt. Cornell Powell out of Clemson. This guy's been at Clemson for a long time. Never really broke into the starting lineup um, until his last year where he had 53 catches, 882 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, the next guy, 
Love this name. Chaterius Atwell, nicknamed Tutu, Tutu Atwell. Because he's a ballerina? Does he tiptoe the sidelines? He is very light on his feet, I would say. 5'9", 165 out of Louisville. Little tiny guy. Yeah, so he's a, like, uh, it's kind of like Tavon Austin-ish, but just not the production. Although his sophomore year had 69 catches, 1,272 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So Tutu would have been a good nickname for Tavon Austin too. Yeah. He was too too terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next guy is Johannes Tyler out of Ball. Also a good name. I know. So Shout good. out Ketchup. Uh, Trayvell Harris guy, jump ball type receiver. So shout out San Jose State for making me and Kyle rich, rich, rich men. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you guys had a nice time that night. Oh, yeah. It was fan. <laughs> oh, it friendly, of course, with a mask on, but there were a couple $100 bills beneath my mask. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sanitary. Uh, <laughs> next guy is Renard Bell out of Washington State. 5'8", 161. Trey Walker, 5'11", 180. And then this next guy is six foot one ninety. So these are kind of the guys that are borderline size-wise, um, but I could see them becoming starters um, at the NFL level. Um, Khalil Shakur... Out of Boise State, he's a very shifty guy, feisty, twitchy. He's like a screen type of guy, jet sweep type of guy. Um, but he, he's a hands catcher, and you know I like that. Hands catcher is my number one uh, trait in receivers. He's good change of direction, good balance. So I, I do like Khalil Shakur out of Boise State. Next guy, Cade Johnson out of South Dakota State. He is very reliable. He reminds me of Hunter Renfro. He runs great routes. He has great awareness. He gets separation. He's savvy. Doesn't have necessarily the top speed, but he has good hands, good balance, and he's a reliable guy. So I like Kay Johnson. Next guy who has a who's in the upper tier of the starters is Shy Smith out of South Carolina. I do like Shy Smith. He trained with Debo, obviously, and Brian Edwards, obviously, at South Carolina. Good body position. He knows how to use his body. Full extension hands catch. Um, he did great at the senior bowl. Very good at getting separation hands catcher and he has sticky hands. So I do like shy Smith. And then if you're a hands catcher and you have sticky hands, it's a pretty fucking good combination. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this next guy is probably one of the best names in the whole class. Ty Fry Fogel out of Indiana, uh, six, two, two, 14. So I do like his size. He's a good hands catcher. He has good speed. He's very good at high-pointing the ball over the defender, um, good at contested catches, concentration, ball tracking. He's just a really good player. So I do like Ty Freifogel out of Indiana. So that so wraps these up. Starter, so these the starters, starters you're seeing in like your like third to fifth round of dynasty drafts, right. correct? Yeah. So definitely uh, take a look at these guys, and if you like one of them, definitely put them on your, on your late-round list. All right. Well, that takes us to the starters and the contributors. Now we're getting on – to the good stuff. Dick Navis has his stars and his superstars. Looks like you got about 12 stars here, Dick. Why don't you take us to the two guys you have in the bottom tier of stars? I got Javon Hiley out of Coastal Carolina. So this guy is very interesting because he was very highly rated uh, coming out of high school, and then he ended up at Coastal Carolina. So I'm going to have to do a deep dive on that and see what the issue was there. But this guy is huge. He plays way bigger than 6'2", 190. He's a good red zone target, a good deep threat. Long high pointer with a big catch radius. He was their go-to guy. Um, Great at getting separation, and he is a hands catcher. 
So this last year, he had 65 catches, 998 yards, and 10 touchdowns, and that was with a true freshman quarterback. So he finally got a good quarterback, and he produced with it. So I do like Javon Hiley out of Coastal Carolina. Next guy is Jonathan Adams, 6'3", 220, out of Arkansas State. So you can just think of Antonio Gandy-Golden with this guy. Just long, makes spectacular catches, but might lack some top speed. So I, when I was watching this, I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. Just like I did with Antonio Ganny golden. And then when you run like a four, six, four, seven, then it doesn't look so good. Cause there's big strong corners in the NFL that can control you. And if you can't outrun them, then it's going to be very hard to translate. As we saw with AGG this year, not really hitting the field very much. Yeah. Speaking of AGG, those are the type of guys that you want to stick to. They're probably in free agency. You want to pick them up before the rookie draft or even in the rookie draft in the fifth round. Um, but those type of guys that, you know, don't pan out after the first year. But there's reasons for that. So Because you don't, don't trust rookies. Right, exactly. Never trust rookies. Never trust rookies. Um, so next guy who I do like is so Austin this is now, Watkins. So those are the two guys at the bottom of your star tier, right? Yeah. You got the kind of, the, the kind of middle chunk of those the stars now? Yeah, so these these guys are like you could kind of see these lower tiered guys in the star ceiling category is big body guys. They have the potential, but I just got I got to see more skills out of them. Uh, the next guy is Austin Watkins. This guy, six three two ten at UAB, big tackle breaker, and he's a good route runner. He went to the Senior Bowl. Um, which is weird because he's a junior, but he had great routes at the Senior Bowl. And when you're six three two ten, with great routes and good hands, you have potential to make it at the next level. The Junior Bowl, yeah. <laughs> Seth, next guy is Seth Williams out of Auburn. I actually really like this guy. Six three two eleven. Did I say that? Who knows? No. Okay, six three two eleven out of Auburn. Junior again at the Senior Bowl. This guy's big hands catcher. He's explosive. He hurdles guys. He's great at high point of the football, runs great routes, quick release, strong hands, good positioning, hands fighting, acceleration. He has speed. He's fast. He's quick. This guy's good. I like this guy. Seth Williams out of Auburn. It sounds like allowing these juniors to participate in the senior bowl really helped a lot of their stock, at least in like if it, in, in like your eyes, right? They get more face time. They yeah. get more time on the field, and it really rises their stock. So, I mean, shout out to the senior bowl for accommodating the juniors. Yeah, and it, it shows you like the small school guys versus the bigger school guys. Um, so like a Sage Sherratt, for example, Wake Forest, not going against the best competition. And then Seth Williams, not necessarily producing, um, but he goes against that good competition. And at the Senior Bowl, he just sh- he just shines. So I really like Seth Williams. Um, next guy, similar big guy, has potential, but I just need to see more skills. Nico Collins out of Michigan. So this guy is uh, a lot of people's sleeper because he opted out um, of this season due to COVID, but he's 6'4", 215, uh, Michigan guy. He had seven touchdowns the year before, six touchdowns the year before that. Um, this guy's just huge. He reminds me of like a Kelvin Benjamin type where he's just a, a monster. Um, and remember, Kelvin Benjamin had 1,000 yards. So this is where you get to like a star ceiling but their floor just might not be there. Yeah, Kelvin Benjamin was the top pick in a lot of rookie drafts. I remember he was taken ahead of my boy Mike Evans in our draft. Wow. Nice. 
okay, so now we're into the upper half of the star category. With the, these guys have uh, like middle of the road floors, but they can be stars. And this is, getting Na- this is getting to Dick Navis's top 15 ceilings in this draft. Yeah. So Daz Newsom out of UNC, 5'11", 190 senior. Last uh, season, they played less games, but the year before that, he had 72 catches, 1,018 yards, and 10 touchdowns. I actually really like Daz Newsom. Uh, let me get my notes real quick because this is one of my favorite guys of the draft. Great at yards after the catch. His dead leg is deadly, obviously. Great acceleration. So if you could change direction and accelerate the other way, you can create a lot of separation and yards after catch. He's a tackle breaker. He's conditioned. You can give him the ball over and over, and he's still going to go all out. Um, he does not go down on his own. He's not going to like slide when three guys are coming. He's going to go for it. Um, he's just good, period. Strong and plays at full speed. I like Daz Newsome out of UNC. It does does the fact that he accelerates so quickly on a change direction kind of help your height and weight concerns? Yeah, definitely. Because he's not he, he doesn't rely on his size, um, but he still has an aggressive mentality where he can break tackles. He has enough size to do that. All right, Daz Newsome, get into the top 15 here on Dick Naves' 2021 wide receiver class introduction. All right, who do you have next, Dick? All right, Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan. So he's 5'9", 190, so a little smaller, but he runs good routes. He has good speed, big catch radius with good hands. Um, He's aggressive, and he knows how to come back to the football. So this guy is another guy that I really like. Dwayne Eskridge and Daz Newsome are kind of in the same category for me. Um, but I like these guys. These are like where you're starting to get guys that you like and you could take in the fourth or fifth round. Now, I, I, I'm sure some of these guys might go a little earlier than that in a rookie draft. Yeah. Like when I pick them before you. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so next guy is Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Wide receiver you, dude. Yeah. So he did play with DK and AJ Brown, and he's one of those guys. So he has a shark mentality, quick, fast, explosive, hands catcher, tackle breaker. He's a smaller slot guy. So that's why I don't have him up in the top tiers. But dude had – I don't know if this is right because in eight games, he had 86 catches for 1,193 yards and eight touchdowns. Pretty good. Eight games. So he was the go-to guy on on, uh, Old Miss, and I really like this guy. Elijah Moore, I could see him in the slot doing some work. Um, So these next guys are guys that could be in the top five of other people's rankings. And I, I like these guys. Some of them are lower than others. And then when you get up into the top of the star, superstar category, you might see some gems. Some of my favorites, like Preston Williams type of guy, you know, or like AJ Brown was obviously number one. So we might see one of those guys at the front, but on the next pod, we're going to have to wait for the rest of these guys. So join us on the next pod as we complete the wide receiver 2021 class introductions. This has been another episode of the Dynasty Rook podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Rook. And we will see you in the future.